Welcome back, everybody, to your weekly Sunday tattoo chat. I'm Paul, and this is me mate, Chris. We've got a horrible delay tonight while we're talking on FaceTime, so you'll have to excuse us if things all get a bit weird. <laughs> What's happening? Oh, mate, it's going to be one of them. <laughs> this week, we're going to be talking about something that one of you lot came up with. Uh, a user or viewer of the channel, known unknown 7607 asked me uh, to talk about AI art. Artificial insemination art. What the fuck does he want to talk about that for? <laughs> Fucking hell, that's just like in my ear. I don't know what the fuck he said then. Nonsense. Um, but first, uh, I've got a bit of news. What's the news? It's not really, ta well, it's not tattoo news at all, and unless you count the fact that the people in the news that I'm talking about have got uh, tattoos. Metallica have got a new song out and have announced a new album. Yeah, I know. So if you haven't seen it, Lux Turner is the new Metallica single. It's fucking brilliant. Is it good? I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, it's really, really good. Uh, like the video. Uh, love the tune. Uh, yeah, it's, it sounds like old Metallica. It's just really good. It's got a new wave of British heavy metal vibe to it. It's cool. i tell you a little story about Metallica. How I was put off Metallica for a very long time by Nipper. Because when I first started working in the shop that I now co-own with Nipper and Reese, every single day, every fucking day, non-stop, all that he would play would be Metallica. Six to eight hours every day, five to six days a week, for like a year or two. I was just like, you gotta stop. Sam, who was my first apprentice, there's a, I can't remember what the song is now, but he misheard the lyric and thought that James Hetfield was singing, paint my moustache, paint my moustache. And now I can't listen to that song because it sounds exactly like he's saying, paint my moustache, paint my moustache. What song is that? I think it's the one that's on the Mission Impossible soundtrack. Uh, Oh, fucking Me, my mustache. Something like that, you know. Don't listen to our nonsense. Go and listen to the new Metallica single. It's really, really good. Anyway, it's time for this week's topic, Chris. AI art. Do you know anything about AI art? I, one thing I will say about AI art, right, is that it's there are a lot of tattoo artists that I follow on Instagram, right, that never really used to put a lot of paintings up online. But since AI art has come out, they have just started posting like loads of these fucking paintings that they've been doing. I'm just like, and I'm like, hmm. And do you know what's really interesting? Like AI art has a style. Have you noticed that? So like you can, I can look at it. You can look at an AI painting and be like, that's AI. AI has a style. Yeah, there's something, right? So let me let me read the comment, and then we'll see if we can unpack the comment and then add what we. You know, our thoughts on it, you know. Known Unknown says, and this is a, it's a reply and a question to the, uh, can you design tattoos if you're not a tattooist? What's really gonna, gonna soon be hurting creativity is AI artwork, in my opinion, mm. because it will cause a widespread boom of what I call the procreate stencil pack similarity. That's resulting in a lot of tattoos to have a very similar feel, even if they look completely different. Can you deject, but hang on, because they're all made with the same limited set of Lego. Other building blocks are available, so to speak. Using those stencils as a guide or reference is fine in my book. Uh, then I ain't got the rest of the comments, but you get the gist of what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. To so go, go back, 
go back to that bit that he said about like the whole procreate stencil packs and things like that. Yeah. Why are you people hating on that? Are people forgetting that we come from an industry that was predominantly flash based where everybody did walk-ins and all these brush sets are is a more modern version of Flash. I, I don't get what the fucking problem is. For making you efficient as an artist as, and as a walking artist, I think they're an, an excellent tool and definitely like not something that's like, should be kind of like looked down upon, right? No, I agree. I mean, I think that using using a stencil pack, like we, we've covered this in a couple of yeah. episodes where I've said, I think this is, this is the, the digital version of Flash. Yeah. And this is the industry that we come from, where we use Flash sheets and we'd buy them. They came with line drawings. You'd, you know, you'd put them through the photocopier, bang them through the Thermofax. I think this is just how Flash has kind of been reborn, if you like, into the modern era. Right. And I, I certainly don't see any, any harm with, with using them and doing them. I don't know if the similarity side of things is maybe that the current artists aren't adding their own flair to certain things. Maybe that's more of the problem is that everybody's doing it the same because they're looking at it the same and yeah. copying the same people to achieve the same effect. Maybe what we should be doing with that sort of stuff. I mean, if you've got a line drawing of a rose and and then you want to make it realistic, then surely how you do it is how you do it. That's that's what makes it different is your creativity yeah. or your your style, your take on it. So I, I certainly don't think that's a problem. At the same time as well, you know, you're limited by your client base because like you do get a lot of clients that come in and they want things to look a certain way. And as much as you want to... Like, I've been developing... When I say development, I've been working on like a... Like a a style I wouldn't even say it's a style just designs that I want to do I've done one recently I started one recently I put it up on in one of my reels like I would rather spend more time doing that stuff and drawing it and designing it how I want it so then I that's where I've got my artistic freedom like doing but then like clients they don't always want that clients like I, I, I get clients that come in and go this is what I want I want it to look like this yeah and if you've got the flash, if you've got the, 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 the brush sets, or even if you can use AI to get you to that goal, that design as efficiently as possible. The way I approach it now after be tackling for so long is like, even though I can draw it, why the fuck would I waste like, you know, say two or three hours drawing something when I can, I've, I've got all the brush sets for it and I can make it in like Photoshop or Procreate in like fucking 10, 15 minutes. It's only the line drawing. I'll shade it how I want. Yeah. And then that, that frees up time for me then to fucking do my work on my own stuff, make fucking YouTube videos or, or whatever I like doing, whatever other creative thing I want. So yeah, I, yeah. I think it's all down to like efficiency and, and making the most of your time. And if like, if, if the brushes are there, fucking use them. Well, uh, yeah. I'm Let's just use cherry blossoms, for example, right? Nobody is going to be like, oh, Oh, you tell that fucking cherry blossom was drawn by hand. Oh, I, oh, oh that cherry blossom was done with a fucking procreate brush. They both look the same. They both shaded the same. One's a brush, one's a fucking drawing. It's like, no one's going to fucking care. The end user won't care as long as it looks like a good tattoo. I also think that the forward movement in our industry is sometimes at the, is limited by what the clients ask us for. So. Yeah. If a client comes in and asks for a traditional rose in the style of 1940s artwork and you you don't do it the same, you do it like I would do it, like cut out with fucking overlays and printed shit all over it, they go, well, that's not a traditional tattoo, mate. That's not what I asked for. Exactly. You know, and the traditional styles are 
you know, they're historic, right? So they, they kind of have their own style. Like you can't just change Japanese and go, oh, instead of koi fish, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use like perch from the canal in, in Birmingham. You know, I mean, it's, it's a koi. You know, I mean, there's, there's a certain amount of things that, you know, you can template almost because, and, and they're not our templates, they're stuff that was drawn by people, you know, 100 years ago. And we, we picked them up because that's what people are after, you know, because... Yeah, and I, I totally agree. Our artwork is also connected to fashion. Yeah, yeah. You know, because, you know, it's about personal image, isn't it? Like if, yes. Like, if you want to have traditional... You know, tattoo, be covered in traditional rockabilly tattoos, and you come to me and I do what I normally do, you'd be like, that's not fucking rockabilly. Do you know what I mean? I go, well, I'm being creative. Well, yeah, but like, you're not really, you're not answering the brief then, though, are you? You're not doing it properly. No, no, I, I, totally, I totally agree. I don't think that's what he's getting at. That is connected to the AI art or AI, yeah, AI art it, to a degree, because like what people are doing now is someone's coming in to you with a design and a concept and artists rather than going on their procreate brushes or whatever they're now able to go onto their ai art stuff type type in a really detailed description of what they want uh, and they'll, they'll get something very close to what they're after yeah i think it's good for like helping you try and visualize ideas you know like do you know what i mean you know, like, say if you've got an idea in your head and you're struggling, you're really struggling to kind of visualise that idea. Like, I was doing a piece and I was like, I could see something in my head. I just quite couldn't picture it. And I thought, oh, I'm going to fucking try AI. And I typed it in there and it, it got it a little bit close. And I was like, and then from that, I was able to make my design. That, like, saved so much time. So I actually think it, it's pretty cool like like one thing i'm concerned about is like the the copyright issues of of ai art like who owns the copyright to an ai piece of art is it the person that's inputted the writing and no the it's not them i've done a bit of research um into you know the 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 pros and cons of uh, ai art because chris has brought it up the first thing i'll do is i'll do the last thing on my list right is the <laughs> copyright issue right so this is how the copyright at the moment will stand, and this is going to have to get sorted out because it's a fucking minefield, this is. So when you type in your prompt, and, you know, you type, you know, skull on a skateboard or something like that, right? You don't own the copyright. The person who wrote the code that makes the AI do its thing is the person that owns the copyright to that image. I think it's perfectly fair. Yeah, but however, if you write skull in the style of Disney... Um, artwork on a skateboard Disney themselves go hang on a minute we want to get paid because we own the Disney house style so like yeah. you know what's common in, in this is for HR Geiger or Giga you go I would like a, a HR Geiger style skull right and it generates a skull now in reality the artist Geiger or his estate they should get a portion of the money because you're you're biting on his style to generate a, a new thing. That's a question. And what may happen is as... I, hang on. What may happen is as AI um, gets bigger and goes over ground, because it's not really, you know, available to everybody at the moment, 
uh, that what will happen is companies will start coming in and demands that all Disney artwork is removed from AI's uh, learning database and uh, that Geiger wants all of his stuff removed from the AI learning database uh, or they want they want payment for their artwork. It's a bit like the, the position musicians are in that I was telling you about last week. It's like your, your creativity, now that it's been stolen by a tech company, is now, as far as they're concerned, is they're not going to pay for it because they've fucking got it, right? Because it's, you know, we, we didn't do it. Even though the AI is looking at all of the Geiger art that you can find on the internet, thousands and thousands of images, and using it to generate a new image. That's what I was about to ask. Like, wait, wait, wait. So, like, how are they using the AI to, to like, where are they sourcing the images from? Or, or the, do you mean, how is it creating the artwork? Here's the ironic thing. To get all of these images, the business that it's likely to replace is the business that has provided all these images. So the, the one industry that is really... Um, likely to be affected by AI art is the stock image site. Ah. Because once you can generate from a command prompt an image that, that is the skull in a daisy field on a skateboard, you won't go to the stock website to buy one. You'll just use that yeah. instead. And actually, that's generated from a vast amount of content that these websites have, that they've just scraped it from the internet, which is a process of like a thing going along and just fucking nicking it all, um, to, to give this thing the, the idea that it's, it can make art. Okay, so in that case then, right, is AI art infringing on copyright then? Yeah, of course it is. It's infringing every copyright of every image in its database, isn't it? Or is it using it just for inspiration? But then it's a derivative then, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, See, where does it where does mad. it fall? I don't know. I mean, this is for this is fucking I mean, that's for legal people to sort out. I, I don't know nothing about that stuff. So basically, right, you would have somebody using a AI platform, right? An AI program to create a piece of artwork, right? So then that artwork that has been created is already breaching copyright. And then if you went on to use that artwork, you would be breaching the copyright of the AI. I don't know. That's the bit that they'll have to they'll have to figure out. At the moment, obviously, AI is in its infancy for creating and generating artwork. Like I say, you have to sign up to these websites and get on a waiting list to use it. So it's not widely available at the moment but it will become widely available. Let me tell you about the things that AI can't do, which is where its limitations come in. At the moment, and probably for a very long time, AI cannot be very, very specific. This is where the human beings come in. In a professional setting, uh, if you're a professional illustrator, you'll normally be given a very specific brief and that has to have, you know, a very specific outcome. Yeah. AI is kind of in the ballpark of that thing. You know, you say, you know, uh, Lara Croft as, as a zombie, yeah. right? Well, you can kind of get there, but if it, but for a professional illustrator, you know, somebody putting like a comic book together or something, it wants to be, okay, it's Lara Croft as a zombie, Dutch angle, you know, shot from below, you know, and, and all that sort of stuff. You can't, get quite that specific with AI because it's all a bit general. I still think that uh, illustrators are going to be fine because, you know, when it comes to real specifics and all that sort of stuff, it's it's not going to be really useful for that. The other yeah. thing that AI can't do is employ common sense. Yeah. To a computer uh, or a, an AI system, 
common sense and our world is incredibly complicated. Like stuff that the human brain just takes for, for granted that we can do. Like if I said to you, go in a house, right? I don't have to explain to you that you have to go through the door, how the doorknob yeah, works, yeah. what it does, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's like AI doesn't know that a shoe is, uh, the main job of a shoe is to make it comfortable for you to walk on gravel. Yeah. Right? It just, it only understands it as a 2D thing. Right? It doesn't understand the function of it. That would all, every single object would have to be explained in the minutest of detail. This is stuff that we just learn as humans as we go along and AI doesn't understand social conventions and let all of this stuff has to be explained to it that that's not okay mm. and you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. It's unlikely that it's going to affect illustrators by taking their job. Now, it is going to affect all of us, but not necessarily in a bad way. One of the comparisons that are being made in defence of AI is when photography came out, uh, everybody said it's the death of the painting. The moment you can capture an image of something, then you don't, that, that, well, nobody will bother painting images. And what actually happened was painting got better because people were able to see more reference images of all this stuff. Painting got better after photography. Yeah. It actually improved the other art form that it was supposed to get rid of. The other thing with AI, say I said to you, um, I want to get a tattoo of a chicken uh, dressed as a medieval knight, riding on a hedgehog, jousting a bunny rabbit, dressed as a medieval knight, riding a turkey, right? Well, I can put that into AI and I can generate a hundred iterations of that in various styles until we find one that really works. And then I, from using that as a reference, I could then create an illustration. Yeah. In the same way that something like Photoshop uh, and, and digital artwork yeah. has revolutionized uh, graphic design, because in the 60s, you had to take all your design into a dark room and expose stuff and do all kinds of crazy techniques with cameras and everything. Well, now in Photoshop, you can make a hundred different versions of a, a piece of graphic design in moments. It hasn't put us out of a job. It's actually made the job easier and it's actually made our job better. Yes. AI could be used as a tool for, um, for making multiple reference images and then picking from them yourself. So, you know, you imagine you do 50 reference images of, of the thing that the piece of artwork I was just talking about. You could literally cut them out, lay them out to get the kind of shape and the look and the feel. Yeah. And then create your own artwork, but using AI generated stuff as a reference, right? To then make a tattoo. So I, I don't think it will put us out of a job. Well, in the first in the first instance, you know, one, with all technology, the safest place you can be is to do something that's hard to automate. Yeah. And tattooing is very hard to automate. Even if people are just bringing us AI images for us to, to make stencils of and then, and then turn into tattoos, we'll still have to tattoo them. And we might, we might not ever have to make any artwork <laughs> because the, the client might just bring the artwork in and go, I want this. Can, can AI design a tattoo if it doesn't know how a tattoo fucking works? I don't know. <laughs> The other interesting thing, when I was looking into AI systems, one of the things that they said would never AI would never be able to do is learn the 3,000-year-old game of a, uh, called Go. And if you've seen it, it's a massive board, black and white stones, you put it on. I've never played it, I don't know how it works, but apparently there are too many moves available all the time to the player that you have to use. The human brain is the only way of doing mm. it. 
right? There's just too many variables for an AI system to deal with. But some people manage to program AI to do it. They set it playing a, like a Chinese Go champion, right? And in, I think it was game two, uh, Move 37, which is famous in the world of AI, Move 37, the computer decided to do a, a move that in 3,000 years of humans playing it, nobody ever thought of doing the move. And everybody initially thought, oh, the AI's broken, it's gone mad. But no, it's It actually was genius and it won the game against a, a champion of this, right? What that shows us is, if we carry on training AI, it might show us things that we've not thought about tattooing or art that we've not thought about making. Yeah. Look how good in the last few years, easily the last 10 or 15 years, look how great realism has got. It's almost photographic now how well it's tattooed. You know, the people yeah. that can tattoo it really well, it really is incredible. But during that time, because humans, we've got a very limited sort of view of things, right? We tend to stay within certain parameters because we're humans, right? And I'll tell you why I think we do that in a sec. But during that time that, um, that realism, for instance, has got incredibly good and amazing skill set, nobody's done pretty much anything other than copy photographs. Yeah. Nobody's made islands in the sky and, you know, conceptual art. I mean, I can think of maybe a couple of artists who do concept art, but they've not really shown us anything. Using this incredible skill set that they've got, nobody's used that to make something that doesn't exist. It's all, everything in realism that I can see is a copy of something that already exists. Yeah. Nobody's used those skills to go, here's something you've never seen before. I guess the realists will go, well, yeah, but my skill set is looking at an image and correctly and accurately transferring that onto the skin. Mm. Could it be used as a tool for realists to make shit we've never seen before and then tattoo that? It's very similar to, very similar to uh, Tofi using uh, 3D... Yeah, exactly, uh, 3D like programs. Yeah, 3D software, creating sculptures, lighting them, and then tattooing them as a realistic piece. Right. That, so it, it, essentially, you you could do the same. So exactly. It's really, I think it's a really good tool for concepts. Yeah. So you have an idea. You can you kind you can kind of see it in your head, and rather than spending hours trying to draw it out, you just you know because sometimes something you might see in your head. I know I interrupted myself there. So sometimes things in your head you might think they're okay and they, you might think they'll work and you could spend ages sketching them out and they, they don't work. Whereas like with AI, you can be like, this is my idea, I type it in. Okay, the AI has kind of got it close to how it's gonna look. Does that work? Hmm, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it, I think it will help in that situation. Like, It may, for all of us as creatives, and I'm including painters, graphic designers, illustrators, tattooists in, in this statement, it might help us to break out of this modern problem that we have. That is, it's kind of the human condition combined with uh, social media, right? Like, oh, he's gone. No, I'm still here. No, eventually, it'll connect back up. Yeah, I'm there. It's like we're terrible delay this evening. What it'll do is allow us to break out of this very human thing where, like, if you look at art movements right and and tattoos and you know and all that sort of stuff the lion with the crown on its head like becomes a thing that you do and it's like they all look pretty similar they're, they're all pretty much the same 
But the thing is, the client wants something similar to what they've seen, and the artist is using other artists as reference. We're all referencing each yeah. other. So it's this thing that's kind of um, eating itself. Plus, uh, because of social media, people, if you get a lot of likes on an image, people tend to go, well, that was really good. I'll do that again. So then you, creativity becomes this, it becomes diluted in a chase for likes and subscribers. You know, we're all yeah. kind of, do you know what I mean? That in itself is actually a conversation I want to have with you because somebody commented on one of our videos about, uh, about, being dancing monkeys and I, and I was just like you know chasing the likes and the fame and being like you know you gotta be like a dancing monkey on social media these days so like that is gonna be for another video because I, I got it, I want to discuss that with you but anyway <laughs> I think that you know using using this AI as a tool for creativity to make in iterations that you then turn into your own artwork like I'd love to have like the ability to do show me 15 collages of this kind of stuff and then pick the best bits out of it and then go and use that as an inspiration or reference to make my own version of it and like just use it as like, oh, that bit works, that bit works, oh, that, that idea I had was crap, I won't use that, you know. Do you know what and it's do like? all of that and you can do it very quickly. People who are against using Procreate brushes, people who are against using things like AI, which are essentially tools that allow us to be able to do our jobs more efficiently, it's the same as somebody turning around to a electrician or a carpenter and going why are you using them electric screwdrivers for mate when you use a fucking uh, normal screwdriver you know what i mean yeah it's like it's a tool that will make you more efficient at doing your job it's a tool for it yeah a time is money time's money and, and i think where we'll succeed is instead of like, like trying to ignore it I think we've got to embrace it and try and work out a way to, to use it to our advantage in the same way that we all use Procreate and Photoshop. Like, you could go back and go, well, what are you drawing on a, an iPad for? Why aren't you using a pen and pencil? Why aren't you Why aren't you doing that? I hate that. You know, when we go, well, we use digital tools because we, we, we live in the digital world, right? I mean, that's they're just good tools for the job. And, they and don't agree. Photoshop or Procreate doesn't make you an artist. Like you still have to be able to fucking draw yeah. and create art, and AI won't make you a painter. Yeah. So moving on from that, what's likely to happen is, a, like, yes, there will be certain people that will be out of a job because of AI. Things like, if you're the guy that makes all the background shit in a video game, like, you you have to do the boring stuff, like the mountains and the trees, AI will... Concept, I think concept artists. Where I think they'll get a better job, right, is I think... AI prompt artist will become a job because people who've who are more poetic in the way that they speak, you know, so I think poets, lyricists, people that are good at English language, people with truly with good ideas that, you know, it's going to come down to the output is only going to be as creative as what you put into it. Yeah. So I actually think there might be another job created. Of, of like the the AI artist is the person who types AI the best artist. prompts, you know, really yeah, yeah. learning what you've got to tell it to get it to give you, to get the most out of it, to be honest with you. And I think that, yeah, it might be a job in itself to get these, get it to generate these amazing things. I don't think it's likely that it's going to affect our jobs because, like I say, tattooing's too hard to automate. It might change it that 
we're not drawing as much artwork and maybe clients are making their own and going, I just want to get this, mate. You know, you go, okay, well, you know, and it'll be like Flash, you yeah. know, you just bring it in and you do it and, hope, you know, hope they, you don't get sued. <laughs> yeah, but then you've got to make it make it uh, tattooable. One thing I will say, though, right, is that I think the only thing, uh, and, and, and this doesn't really affect us as tattoo artists as such, but it affects the consumers, the end user, the, 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 the customers, out the people that we tattoo is... You're going to have, and like I said earlier on, I know I'm seeing this already, you have what I'm going to call the great pretenders. They are the people that are using the AI art and, you know, you know what you know what I'm like, Paul. I will, and a few people that I've spoken to who watch the show, now they know what I'm like and how much I fucking look into shit. <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about if he's watching this. Um, I will, I've gone, like, I've seen these people's artwork and I've gone, that looks like AI art. And I'm like, all right. And I'll scroll back through every single one of their pictures. I'll go on their Facebook pages and I'm like, yeah, your fucking artwork, your style, your skill set changed fucking overnight. Yeah. You've gone from being like, you know, a, 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 a mediocre painter or artist to being this phenomenal fucking artist creating these amazing pieces of art on Procreate. And I'm like, fucking fair play to you. Yeah. To me. Yeah, but yeah. it's not. It's not them. It's they. They're using AI art because it just seems too much of a coincidence that these pictures are popping up on social media around about the same time as AI art has just been kind of brought. Yeah, up. I do agree that it's definitely got to look, and uh, um, and that what we've got to do as as professional creatives, we've got to add ourselves to it. So the the client should be able to come in and go. This is the concept. How would you do it? And then you show them, you know, an, an idea of how you would change it to make it a piece of yours and not just a generic piece of AI art done like by a computer. And then it's really then down to the to the client to pick between, say, you and Nipper or Reese, who will do the same piece of artwork in three different ways and go, well, which way would I like to get it done? Where I think it's it's going to have an impact is graphic designers in industries where nobody really respects graphic design for what it truly is so for instance i don't see um tiffany's or apple or or chanel or anybody like that uh having their logo or their products dis stuff designed by ai they'll still use humans because they they understand yeah. the the importance of graphic design. And the value. And the value of graphic design. However, in the tattoo industry, where you know most of the companies in the tattoo industry don't really see graphic design in the same way that somebody like Apple does. They all aspire to be Apple, but they don't want to spend anywhere near the amount of money on branding that Apple do. They'll, they'll end up going on and designing a logo in AI and, and going, hey, oh, it's free. I just put, did awesome tattoo logo you know, for my company and up it comes. And so I think we might end up with all of the tattoo brands having AI logos and AI advertising campaigns and we'll just get used to it and just it'll just look shit and stupid, you know. And 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 but I think that's likely to happen. It's 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 no different than people who are just using Fiverr. That's what I mean. Well most of the most of the tattoo companies out there do things like Fiverr. They crowdsource their logos and all that sort of stuff because they don't invest in the, the graphic design side of stuff because um, it's just it's one of those industries in in my world uh, we refer to it as all being a bit chip shop. 
It's like all the tattoo companies and the brands are a bit fucking chip shop. They don't really understand it. And most of their, most of their advertising, most of their marketing is no better than your average pizza flyer, if I'm honest. You know what I mean? It's From a graphic design standpoint, I can't think of a single company in tattooing uh, that have got anything even approaching real graphic design. You know, I can't think of a single company in tattooing that's got a good fucking logo. There ain't one. Because they don't get it. Because it's got no value to them. You know what I mean? They're fucking chip shop companies with pizza, nothing better than a pizza flyer for their marketing. You know, it just is what it is. <laughs> the first time I went to a tattoo convention, honestly, the banners of the companies and the logos by the companies horrified me. <laughs> Falls on one. <laughs> I'm having a rant now. I'm just ranting about the quality, the state of graphic design and tattooing. It's just, just absolute ranting, shit. I'm going to cut. I'm going to cut most of this out. Fucking absolute fucking garbage. It's in fucking Mistral. I mean, it's a fucking font from the eighties. I mean, what a load of old shit. It, like their existing logo could just you could replace it with Comic Sans. It's that shit. You know, the eighties phone. They want their font back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back from the edit, the, the Paul's rant edit. That went on for like 25 minutes, that did. Sorry about that. I'm just having a bit of a... Fuck off. You do a video, right? A series of videos where, you, from a, as a professional graphic designer, you should redesign all the tattoo industry's logos. Do you think Paul should do that? I think he should. I'll do this for you. If you own a tattoo brand and you know that your ID is fucking rubbish, send it over to me, and the one that's the worst, I will completely redesign for free. And you can have it. I will give it you for free, and I'll film it, and we'll do it properly. It's definitely went away from AI fucking art, doesn't it? Because I just went off on one. And so if you're in that kind of industry, you know, where graphic design is utilised, but it's not really valued, you're probably going to find that your clients are going to dry up, I would think. You know, go, go to an industry where you'll be appreciated, you know. What do we think then, Chris? AI, yes or no? You're going to use it? Disappeared. He's probably talking to you right now. We've got a horrible delay tonight. It's really bad. Welcome to the Paul section of the show where I just do all this on my own. I, I, I'm, I'm talking to the camera going, Paul's just disappeared. <laughs> I should film what, what I'm looking at on my, my camera. It's it's like a, a fucking Faith No More video. It's like it's about three frames a second. It is at the minute. It's absolute rubbish. What do you think then? AI, yes or no? Will you use it as a tool? Will I use AI as a tool? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, me I too. I think it needs to. It needs to get better. It needs to improve. Because I feel like I think the one that I tried, I had to go on like Discord or something. Yeah. And like it was just a load of fucking rubbish. Whereas, like, if there was, like, an app that I could download or, like, a program that I can put on my Mac yeah. or even just a website that I can go on to where I can... And if it was, like, easy for me to use. Yeah. You know, if the UI was fucking easy and, and, and intuitive, like, sometimes when I'm designing a tattoo, I'm using stock photography uh, rather than Google photography. And I could be sitting there... Like, I say this to one of my clients every day. I, I designed a tattoo for somebody and I said, it took me... 15 minutes to design this tattoo. And they're like, oh, wow, well, fair play. I said, it took me fucking four hours to find the reference, though. Because you were sitting there sifting through fucking, like, shitloads of pictures. Yeah. Trying them, seeing if they look right. Whereas, like, if I could just type it into AI, this is my idea, 
And if it comes up, and I'm like, okay, right, I can work from that, and then, do you mean, it'll just make... Make life a lot easier. My life so much easier. And, like, you can design more tattoos. You, you're in the position where you can design more variations for clients. Because some people want variations. I know we're in an industry where... And, like, I don't get this. Maybe this is another thing we need to talk about. It's, like, the whole idea of, like... Oh, I don't let my clients see the design until the day of the tattoo. I'm like, why the fuck not? Because mm. like, I un- I understand like not wanting to draw multiple versions of a design because obviously it takes time and you're not getting paid to. No, a lot of people aren't getting paid to draw. But like with the AI side of things, you 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 have got that. Like like I try and do a couple of different concepts if it's easy for me to do. I'll I'll do like close to what their idea is. And then what I think will be the best option, and then like a middle ground, and yeah. they always usually go for my option. I think just like Photoshop, just like Procreate, it's a tool. Um, if we use it as a tool and we don't fear it, then it's going to take our job off us. Um, I think if you're truly creative, it will never take your job off you because AI won't think for itself. It's only thinking based on. It just helps. Yeah, it just helps. It's it's. Um, See now, time. in in the future, AI might throw up some crazy ideas that we've never even conceived of and that might push our art form forward you know it, it might take us to places that we've never thought of you know Allah moved 37 right we you know 3,000 years of human thinking well, yeah, AI yeah. came up with it in four games right so I don't think it will ruin art I think if we embrace it and move forward with it it can it could take us to places that we haven't thought of which would be really great. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty positive about it. It does have to improve. And as ever, it's if you treat it as a finished piece of artwork, it'll all look the same. But mm. if you treat it as a reference image that you add your particular flavour to, then it's, it is what it is, right? I don't think we have to worry about it. It's all about how you use it. And so with that, this has been That Tattoo Show. I hope that's been food for thought. I've been Paul. And I've been Chris. And we'll see you next week, guys. Take care. Take it easy. And, uh, well, we might see you next week. It depends on if we're talking or not. <laughs> uh, uh, we, we will be talking. Do you know what? I said this to someone the other day, and, and like we, we I, what's really nice, so we are getting quite a lot of fucking uh, viewers that are from Wales, and they really, like, it's really cool. But a lot of my friends that are Welsh, they're like, oh, oh, fucking Wales aren't doing well. And I, like, I, have, I have to keep reminding people, it's like, this is the first time in most people's lifetimes that Wales have made it to the World Cup and I'm like I'm just fucking proud that they've done that yeah because they've been historically haven't been the best football team that, that's been around yeah. so for them to make it to the World Cup is great and hopefully from this like you know they, they just keep improving keep improving but as the stereophonics say as long as we beat the English we'll be okay we'll be okay <laughs> isn't it? it's simple isn't it? well I mean from my point of view, so I'd like to see England and Wales go through. But, I mean, maybe not like awesome. uh, most English people. But if uh, if for some reason Wales go through and England don't, I'll support. I'll be supporting Wales to the end. You know, I'll be like, well, you know, somebody should win. Why not? Unlike the Scottish who support Scotland and whoever England are playing. <laughs> Which is what my wife does all the time. You're, you're, you're part Welsh now, though, aren't you? So. I've only listened to BBC Radio Cymru, so it's like... It's just to help me improve. So, like, I'll be listening to the football and I won't have a fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week, guys. Take care. Take it easy. Right.